gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is the episode where we review spoilers, Zack Snyder's Justice League. We have a couple of show announcements to begin with. First of all, if you have not heard last week's episode with Superman himself, Tyler Hecklin, check it out immediately. He is the man, the myth. He is literally everything super. Like he, he was he was better than just super. He was amazing, man. He was very, very cool. Uh, Victor Dandridge has returned. Yo. Uh, the, the hardest working man uh, in comics is literally working his tail off. And yes. A bit of an anniversary. And that's our second thing. What tell me about the Samaritan. So the Samaritan is uh, the first book to come out of Vantage in-house productions um, launched uh, 2015 or no, I'm sorry, 11. Jeez. What, I'm so tired. I can't remember what year it is. Okay. <laughs> first book to come out of Vantage in-house productions. Like 2015. Uh, we started yeah, the Hall of Justice. It was 19 years. Uh, last 2011 uh, at C2E2. And um, it's, it's, been like one of the, the best selling titles that I've ever worked on, um, which is, you know, it's it's a big deal for me, maybe not, you know, the numbers that other people are super excited for, but I'm always ecstatic for it. And it's been like such a learning process um, for producing this book. So we celebrated 10 years of its publication last Thursday, and uh, have produced a, a couple of different special uh, variants for that, as well as a, a, a brand new story um, as an eighth issue that has not existed beforehand. So just kind of, you know, celebrating some good stuff, kicking some stuff out. You know, when have when do you write it in the middle of the night? What, what I don't understand. I write all the time, man. Like that's the benefit of having like a you know smartphone. I can write whenever I want to. And wait, you, you can know. write something on on a smartphone. I couldn't write an article. I have a weekly column. I can't write anything on my phone. Oh my I don't God, even I like do to text time. more. And you know my 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 text theory. If I have more than one thing to tell you, you I call. call. I have call. to call. <laughs> I can't text two things. It's too much. That's funny. No, I mean, I, I, I live like, I mean, because for so long I was on the convention circuit, so I wouldn't be like at home or anything like that. I would be traveling. So you adapted. So I, you did it on I gotta be able planes to do it. and hotels. Exactly. Exactly. So writing on my phone is second nature. I'm just like, doo, 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 doo. so anytime I have an idea, if I'm you out make the go, that noise I'm when about, you're writing every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you ever hear me just, doo, 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 he's like, Oh, he's yeah. writing something like that's always that's, you know, it's like LeBron James in teen Titans go dribble, 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 So, so yeah. Um, between that, um, I've got a couple more stories that I'm currently working on. Um, I, okay, so well, this is kind of brand new. Um, I actually have some people that are interested in possibly optioning a couple of, of really? titles of mine. So wow. 
it's in the early stages, but yeah, I'm putting together like pitch decks and all podcast. that stuff. So, so yeah, yeah. Keep me busy. Keep me very, busy. Very cool. Well, I, I, this is what I was thinking. Uh, the fact that you're even awake for this, <laughs> but, but this is when I question your busyness. Cause yeah. you told me you've seen Snyder cut twice, three times now, three times before yeah. we can record this. Review. Three times, three times. Yep. Oh my God. And if you're listening to this on the day that we released the podcast, the, the movie's only been out seven days. Yeah. You've seen it three times in I've seven days. Three, yeah. I've seen it three times. That is exhausting. In uh, seven days, it probably will be at least four. Holy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, let, let, let's set a couple of ground rules for this one. All right. Um, first of all, I do want to say uh, for anybody listening to this podcast for the first time, Go back. Uh, it's on the iTunes feed, episode 28. Zack Snyder was on this podcast. Uh, and, you know, this was right before his uh, awful tragedy. And mm -hmm. I, my favorite part of Snyder Cut was when he dedicated it to his... Man, to that hit so hard. Made it, it so cheer hard. up. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and from for everything that I have ever thought about the films that he has made, because there are films I love and films I can't stand, mm -hmm. I adore him. I find him to be completely likable, not because he came on the podcast. It, it literally, I it, the my introduction to him from that level mm -hmm. got me to like him. Nice. You know what I mean? Because nice. if you get to know him, he's infectious. He's so it's so easy to see how he convinced the Warner brothers folks to give me a universe. Right. You know, right. and it started with man of steel. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, what are the parameters that you think we should compare this to? Are we comparing it to the 2017 version of justice league? I mean, or that's are inevitable. we comparing it to every superhero movie ever made? No, How, no, 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 the, no, definitely what's the not. the guidelines here? No, no, no. So what I definitely would say is obviously a comparison to the 2017 release that Joss Whedon had a part in. You can't help but compare it to that because that's, I mean, it's not even it's, apples to. It's, it's, it's head over heels better. Yeah, yeah it, it, it absolutely is. Thank you for absolutely listening. Is. Thank you for subscribing. <laughs> but the thing is that the question isn't whether or not it compares to what Fox has done with their superhero line, what Sony's done or the MCU has done, it is, does it hold up to what started in Man of Steel, continued in BVS, and then ultimately would pay off in Justice League? That's the question. Does that flow through work? And if it does, then it's its own thing. Like it, the, you'd have to look at it in the same way that you look at the Nolan Batman series. It doesn't quite compare to anything else. It's its own standalone right. thing. Right. Unlike the Marvel Universe, which is a chapters of a big novel, mm -hmm. um, the the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy is its own entity. Exactly. Uh, the Snyderverse, you could argue, is its own entity. Exactly. Um, exactly. And there are uh, so, so there's there, there's a lot there. What my biggest question mark, because I, mm -hmm. I have a lot of notes. My biggest question mark is, does this satisfy the people who are out there and you know it's funny the only negative reviews we've ever gotten on this podcast were when mm -hmm. i debated uh the lovely and talented rebecca johnson of supergirl radio okay she thinks that batman v superman the dawn of justice mm -hmm. is the be all to end all of superhero movies and 
does it satiate that fan? Because she's just a microcosm of there's a huge outpouring of people who right. literally think that is the ultimate superhero movie. Does it satisfy them? Because they are essentially the P1s. You know, when we talk about P1s, that's an old broadcasting term. P1 right. is the guy who's going to listen to your radio station no even if you put static on. If you sudden <laughs> change to Swahili, the, 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 the P1 doesn't change the station. That's, right. that's how you, you measure it. Um, do you think Justice League satisfies <clears throat> that group who thinks Batman v Superman is better than anything Marvel ever put out? Easily. Yeah, it easily satisfies them. Do I agree with them? No. No. And I love Batman v Superman up until did, a point. And I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I love it up until a point. The longer, the more I watch it, the the cutoff point is more like specific to me. Um, of when Doomsday shows up, that's when I I lose it. Like I stop liking the movie when Doomsday shows up, um, and it's because like the narrative just kind of goes off the rails and why things happen here, here, and there. It just doesn't work for me. Um, so for the P1s, yes, absolutely. It's more of it's more of what they wanted to begin with. In fact, I would even argue that for those P1s, this Justice League iteration is probably now the best movie of all time. Absolutely. Like without question. Right. If you thought Batman v Superman was great, this is extraordinary. This is better. Like this is better than great. Whatever that is, you know. Um, one other aspect of this is, so the casual fan, the person who, I would say, I fit into this category and we can call it P2 if you want mm -hmm. in that I'm a superhero nut. I have a podcast called the hall of justice. I, right. I, lo I love this crap. Uh, and I, I didn't love Batman v Superman. I didn't love man of steel. I couldn't stand um, okay. Batman v Superman. I dug, but I had issues with, and I, mm -hmm. you know, they've been well-documented. Um, this movie um what, what I what I think is weird, and I'll give you a perfect example. The Martian Manhunter. Yes. Which was added in, from what I understand, was added in late. Mm -hmm. And there's two moments where he's there. They never explain who that is. No. And you know who he is. Mm -hmm. I know who he is. Mm -hmm. But there's a huge chunk of people listening to this podcast like, who was that green dude? Right. And where, why was he? And you never see it paid off. And knowing that there is not going to be a sequel to this. Right. I don't know what you set up and I don't know why it was there. Well, I think that, um, and this is, this is kind of funny. Um, I think that was something that he learned from Joss Whedon's magnum opus of Avengers. Um, when Avengers was made, right? Just the first one that telltale scene at the end where Thanos turns around and smiles and they don't explain who he is. Nobody knows that was put in there before Avengers was the success that it was. Mm -hmm. So if it didn't work, if it didn't make money, if it flopped, if people hated it, that little piece would have been in there in that same category of, we don't explain it. We don't acknowledge who this is and it may not actually continue on. Like, it's the same thing. Um, I think what what Zach is banking on is granted Warner Brothers hasn't said yes to two and three or whatever you know continuations that he wanted to do. They have not said yes. His bank is that there's going to be enough push that people want to see what is supposed to happen that he'll get it. So he put in something that 
adds to that whole question, that fervor of, well, what is this? What is that? Because it worked for Joss Whedon when it came to revealing Thanos. He didn't have a plan for Thanos. He had no idea what it was supposed to, he didn't even, you know, happen. He didn't write Thanos. I mean, he right. was out by, by right. that He point. was done. He was done. So he just put it in there because he wanted to. Same thing with Zach. You know, Zach put it in there because he wanted to. But there's a lot of things that he put in there because he wanted to. He put in the atom because he wanted to. Nobody right. caught that. That you know, right, right? That and that you only recognize that uh, because it was um, from the CW, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. That nope. character is in the Crisis. I mean, he on is. Infinite. Yes, he is. But I mean, if you're if you're a reader, you know that that's who that is. No, but no, no. You'd no. have to be. Right. That. It's Ryan Choi, right? That, that's right. The, that's right. the guy. Ryan Choi, but you have to be a modern reader because yeah. for many people, and I would say, I would Ray say Palmer, more man. than 70%, yeah. Ray Palmer's the Adam. Of course. If you're a fan of this show for the title alone, Ray Palmer is the Adam. He's your Adam. That's, right. that's it. Right. right. But that's the, but see, that's where it, it gets me. Like it, it's, it's, it's another deep, deep cut mm-hmm. that I'm never going to, I'm never going to see Ryan Choi again. Right. They're right. not, they're not leaning towards no. something. No, no, they're not. They're not no. at all. More on the Hall of Justice, but first a message from DC Comics and Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, Stargirl, the complete first season. Stargirl was on the DC Universe, then moved to the CW, and it is a great show. And I'm not just saying that. It's now available on digital Blu-ray DVD. It's available September 29th, so next week if you're listening to this on the day that it was released. It's about Jeff Johns and his career in comic books he created star girl lovingly inspired by his late sister who was killed in a plane explosion courtney whitmore as she inspires an unlikely group of young heroes it's cute it has legacy in dc there's the justice society of america and then there's these teenagers and the villains have arcs to them and we had nelson lee on the podcast and he talks about the series, and even though you don't ever see his face, <laughs> we didn't know that at the time. Uh, he's great, and the storylines are great. We're not going to spoil the end, but it was a great first season, and it got renewed for a season two. Breck Bessinger is great. She's fantastic. We told you about Nelson Lee. Amy Smart's in it. Luke Wilson, uh, old school himself. Luke Wilson is in it. Yeah, he's great, too. Um, the whole show is just a lot of fun. And again, it was originally DC Universe. It's ne- it was then on the CW. That's where I saw it. And now it's out on Blu-ray, digital, and DVD. And it's great. And it can play with Voodoo and iTunes and all the available retailers that you can find. Uh, if you're quarantined and you haven't seen this yet, it's a great show. It's really enjoyable. Um, I would say it's as good as anything else of the CW. And uh, if you watch The Crisis on Infinite Earths, it's in it. It's, it's part of it. So uh, it's all connected. Stargirl, the complete first season, is currently available to own on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. Now back to the show. I purposely did mm-hmm. not look this up. I purposely did not look this up. But it's something I wanted to ask you. Okay. The timeline of this movie, this yeah. movie, not its release... This movie mm-hmm. is before or after Aquaman? Before. Yeah, it's before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Feels after. Well, 
Why do you and, say that? And and the and the Joss Whedon version felt before. Why do you say it feels after? Because his he's already he's already knows Mira and he 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 knows uh, the Green Goblin. So wait, wait, okay. So Mira is in the the Joss Whedon one, right? Like they have the same interaction in this one with the whole conversation and him touching the water and she's like, you know, come back, please. Like that's that's all in the Joss Whedon one. So God, I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> if you guys can see, I just did a perfect mirror impression. It was terrible. Um, like that's all in the Joss Whedon one. The okay. the thing with the you know, bringing in uh, Willem Dafoe, it's because according to Aquaman, he's known that dude forever. Like he's always known this guy. So it so explains. Fit. So you're, you're comfortable with the Aquaman storyline. Uh, sort Well, it, it fixes things because based on the Aquaman movie, he didn't have any armor or a trident to come interact in Justice League. And then the one that he gets in Aquaman is not the one that he has in Justice League. The one he gets in Aquaman is actually better. Like it's it's more powerful. It does more stuff. So this still takes place before Aquaman. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is still before it for that. Um, yes, he makes but is references. It fleshed out, is it fleshed out after the fact because now they know that you've seen it? Yes, Aquaman. I think so. I think it's one of those things where they continuity-wise, they went back and they added in things to say, hey, we know what this is, okay. but no, it's actually supposed to take place before the Aquaman movie. Okay, before I get into some more specifics, some overview stuff, yeah. Um, I know everybody talks about Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher, and mm-hmm. we'll get to them. We'll get we'll get to them. My I thought buddies. this was the best characterization of Gal Gadot. I thought Wonder Woman sizzled in this. Oh my god. Listen. Um listen. The 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 warrior in her, the the intelligence, the 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 way she stepped up and led, that's the Wonder Woman that the first film made and that's my favorite character in this goddamn Snyderverse. Listen, I loved her so much. She finally became that which I wanted her to be this entire time. This right? entire time. The first and foremost, when we see her and you do see the the difference between what Whedon did and what Zach did. Um it, it automatically had me. This is this is no joke. When she grabs the goon, right? And is like, tell me who you are. And in the Whedon verse, the guy starts lipping off to her, like, we will change things. Da, da, da. He never answers her question. Yeah. And that is a problem to me. Like, the lasso of truth makes you answer her. Yep. And he never answered her question. I'm like, you automatically got that wrong. And Zach fixed that. Yep. Like, Zach is like, no, he starts answering stuff. She's like, that's boring. Move forward. Like, don't give me the little nitty gritty stuff. Let me be specific. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And then once she knows, she's like, oh, well, then y'all got to die. Like, that's just what it is. And without question, Diana killed these guys. It was it was beautiful. It was glorious. And the music. (laughs) I don't remember the music. I don't remember the music in the Justice, the the, the Whedon one. I, I, I don't I don't. I purposely didn't go re-see it. Once I heard Zack Snyder do an interview and said he'd never seen it. I said, what? Right. And I remember enough of it. My 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 dread of Justice League, of, of the Whedon <laughs> one, is when Superman fights something and then he yells and he says to the Flash, oh, God, I wish I was dead again. Right. And I'm just like, shut up. And, no, don't, and, do, that. don't um, do that. If you want to do Superman, though, um, still, there's nothing endearing about him. 
and there's no explanation for the black costume the part where he's resurrected is better i mean it's mm-hmm. it, it's better how they they use the mother box and they they it's it's more cohesive as a story mm-hmm. and then he 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 like becomes this like he doesn't know who he is and he goes off and then first of all that's when i want to see him in the black costume and then when he I comes out and then i want to see him in some kind of uh reckoning where he got like it's it's all just visuals he looks at lois and recognizes right and, he, and and then he goes in and he goes to the smallville house and he just stares at her and he doesn't say anything and i recently um recently like right before we recorded this i watched the last two episodes of superman the animated series mm-hmm. the legacy mm-hmm. and tim daly is verbalizing these people will never trust me again what have I done? Why is this going on? And then, you know, like, we're not going without Supergirl. We have to save her. Like th- th- this, and it's not the Danny Dark super friend Superman. It's the, right. he's a troubled soul. And Henry Cavill, I want to see some humanity from him. I want to see something that makes me like him. So I, I found myself just saying, oh my God, it's still that dick. That but here's, from here's the thing. That's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. And the reason why that's a good thing is because in this iteration, the whole aspect of what Superman is has not changed, right? He is still not Superman, as we would call it. Right. He's not. And right. even how they're regarding him, they're not bringing him back because he was this great leader, because he was inspiring. No. The reason why they brought him back is because they needed his power. Like that was literally, it's a strategic move. Now, in that regard, I think that's the unspoken explanation for the black suit is because Superman himself knows I am not where y'all want me to be yet. Like I am something still not quite right. You know, he was drawn to the black suit in a way that wasn't normal. Like he's not normal. He's not there yet. He remembered Lois, but even then it was kind of like, I'm not quite here yet. Like I'm still, I'm still catching up. I'm still not what I'm supposed to be yet. So when we get it, and I think part of the thing of it is if we get Superman that we're supposed to get that we know and love, it's too hard of a shift for cinematically for us to think that he's ever going to turn and, and become this sycophant for, for dark side. I think it's too hard. Just the, the only, from a visual standpoint, I will say he flew a lot better. He definitely did. But he, he also did. wasn't yelling at the top of his lungs every time he flew. Like he no. flies into Steppenwolf and he looks he looked like Superman for a second. Whereas in Man of Steel, he's flying towards Zodder. Well, like, you know, he's just, he's just flying for the first time. He's just learning. What in the world? What's he hasn't he hasn't figured out that if you keep flying with your mouth open, you're gonna swallow a lot of I stuff, like a lot of that. It's really bad stuff. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. All right. <laughs> We'll be back with more of the Hall of Justice, but first, I have to tell you about another podcast I do, and yeah, we talk about it from time to time, but anybody who knows my career knows it's a sports broadcasting career. Yes, I love the Hall of Justice so much. I also started a podcast that is called Sports with Friends. It's a play on words, because my mother always played words with friends. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat to see if I have as many friends in the industry 
that could come on a show and be open and honest and have a friendly chat. So I started the podcast and said every guest is a friend. But then I found out that some of my friends are in PR and they book guests for the show. They've asked me to put people I'm just meeting. So now every guest is a friend or a friend of a friend. We play Jewish Geography. Some of the past guests on this show can be really close friends like Dave Softy Mahler or Andrew Siciliano. And some of them are big icons that are also friends. Ken Griffey Jr. thinks he made my career. Martin Brodeur, the best goalie in the history of the NHL. And we also tackle big topics. We'll find out about cord cutting for a sports fan or the life and death of Kobe Bryant. And then there was Nancy Lieberman's appearance. What a story she had to tell. And then there's Eli Manning, who's been on the podcast five times and counting. All I know is if you listen to Sports with Friends, you'll hear some great guests. You'll hear so many stories, and you'll feel like you know not only them, but me. Check out Sports with Friends wherever you can get your podcasts. And if you're listening to this one, I guarantee you, you'll find Sports with Friends right there. Before we go to, like I said, I have all kinds of nitpicky stuff. And I, I, I you want to do Cyborg? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. How much of Cyborg's um, arc are you watching from the prism of knowing what Ray Fisher said about Joss Whedon? Um, it, it's impossible to remove it, I think. Can't, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's impossible. But you, okay, so for me, and mind you, I know Ray. Like I've met him. I've I've done a couple panels with him. So I know him. I think that what he did was he opened himself up for major criticism based on what this was. So now if this isn't good, then you don't get to blame, you know, Whedon for things. It's you, right? right. So I think for me as a as a fellow black creative, I watched this movie or this version of it looking at him with a heavier critical like way more critical eye and mind you i didn't love cyborg as a character in the comics like i've never really loved cyborg i did enjoy what ray brought to the table in the whedon one like he made me actually care about cyborg and i never cared about cyborg before even though our both our names are victor i never liked that dude like ever. i didn't even realize that i it didn't even dawn on me yeah that's why i said the name so Booyah. um when he <laughs> in in this that's one, my favorite cyborg <laughs> in this one he gave cyborg way more gravitas and it almost if not outright makes sense as to why in the new 52 cyborg is a part of the justice league like okay. nothing well, has ever really established why. right, right. like nothing powerful. has ever shown that before where is this one they're like Everything that we think of as secure isn't to you. He's the key to the whole thing. And it's almost Everything. like, you know, what do you need Superman for? You have this guy. Well, and that's the thing is, is. And it reminds you of Flashpoint where it's Cyborg's the main hero. Exactly. And the, and the whole thing is like Batman, Wonder Woman, they don't understand really what Cyborg is. He doesn't really understand what he is. So once he gets to that rationale or realization, then, yeah, it would become the thing where, you know, maybe we don't actually need Superman. And I think that part of the mother box, you know, speaking in his ear kind of thing was telling him, like, you actually don't need this. And it's bad if you do it, because what you're bringing back could be way worse. But you could do this. Like, I mean, imagine if he just took control of a nuke. 
and went and fought Steppenwolf. Like he could do it. Right. These are things that he wouldn't necessarily, he didn't think to look at it that way. It's not in his spirit to look at it that way, which we saw when he has, you know, this infinite source of power, his immediate reaction is, how can I help people? How can I help people? And we always see it that way, which is brilliant. You know, I there's love a, her reaction when he shows up. Oh, he my shows God. up and she smiles like, yes, she's so satisfied. She's yes. so happy that she convinced him to come. Oh, it's fantastic. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. And the acting degree, in this are, is fantastic. Oh, my God. It's like so any good. criticisms are only story so driven. It's so, only so story. Good. Yeah, I do think, think that what Zach Affleck did, was great. Cavill oh, was great. They're all great. Yes. What Snyder did in this one, he actually established, though, that Victor Stone is a hero. Not just Cyborg, but Vic yeah. Stone. You know, that whole conversation with his mom and the dean at the school, you know, oh, well, you know, just because he's a great football player and he gets really good grades doesn't mean he can hack in and change the student's grade. Well, let's look at the situation. Her family's house burnt down. She wasn't going to pass anything. What did you do to help her out? Nothing? Yeah. All right. So then he did what he did because he's a good guy. And then it plays again. Did you, did you see um, the actress that played the single mom that was all that was all shot apparently originally like no that was original stuff oh okay yeah and whedon had cut that out and that actress didn't know that it was put back in and so she tweeted um hey has anybody seen the the snyder cut am i back in it well and that's such a thing with the girl who plays iris yes yes same thing such a pivotal moment so beautiful yeah, and and well, and we say Whedon, we don't know how much Warner Brothers said. Get this down to under two hours. True, true. Like, and 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 what Whedon did, you know, I I I just think that Whedon, it's not like Whedon sat in a throne somewhere and said, "I want to change this and I want to add this." They right. they probably said, first of all, they had rewrites and rewrites and rewrites. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon wasn't writing that thing, and the other thing is is you know. At that point, you know, we what we have criticized DC throughout this whole stretch of movies is they read their social media. They respond yes. to things all the goddamn time. Yes, they do. And and at the time in 2016/17, there was a lot of you're too dark. Right. Right. And it's just it's just funny. Why was it uh 4 by 3? Why was why why is it 4 by 3 when so much of that was shot in HD, um, I don't know. Uh, some sort of box setup that he wanted to do. I got nothing. It was um, weird. It, it, it was. It just kept. It was weird. It didn't. Well, it didn't bother me because the first time I saw it was in the theater. I know. So you, you want to like tell that story? Yeah. That story. Um, <laughs> so the other uh, craziest thing I've ever heard. I mean, it's true. So my sons, uh, their birthdays are a week apart. Right. One's on the seventeenth. One's on the twenty fourth. <laughs> But they're different um, they're like, ages. Yeah, yeah. That two, would be a medical miracle. <laughs> it totally would. Um, they're they're a week shy from being exactly two years apart. Um, so my youngest son uh, is born on St. Patty's Day. And then my oldest, uh, his birthday will be um, yesterday, if you're listening to this, when it airs. Um, so I hit up one of my guys that um, works at a local theater and was like, hey, can we, can we do a screening of, you know, Justice League? And he's like, done. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I was like, sweet. Nice. He's like, uh, you know, we set it up and it was, you know, granted, obviously it's in one of the smaller theaters at this place, but it was my, my two sons, myself 
and my buddy. And we were the only ones in the theater. In fact, when we got there, the theater wasn't even open yet. So we were like watching. But theaters are opening now. So like you got it right under the wire in that. Well, no, I mean, theaters are open everywhere. Theaters are open, but I'm saying like we were we were there after hours. Oh, I see. Yeah, or I guess pre-hours, you could say. Like the theater wasn't actually open yet. So we got to watch it safely. You know, we had distance between us we were all in different rows but you're um, all together i mean except yeah, for your yeah. friends so you're your family anyway exactly exactly we were in the same boat but even then like we were able to kind of stretch out because we had the whole theater to ourselves right, right. and the whole layout i mean it's a big old screen and it just made everything better and i won't lie like that definitely you know jaundice is my experience with this like i got to watch this movie in a private screen with my sons for their birthday did so, anybody take a pause did anybody did you take us like did you get up and stretch at one at any point during we the, four to the hours? we went to the we went to the restroom yeah and they and stopped stop the movie for no them. no we didn't stop it we just kept it going really? yeah we just kept it going because we also knew like obviously we can watch this again when we get home right. but we just wanted to keep it going and and you know not waste the theater's time at all um because obviously that's going to be a theater that they're going to use at some point in the rest of the day so we were just watching and um yeah, like I mean, luckily the bathroom wasn't far away, so we could just run maybe two minutes at most. Did you miss? And then you come right back and you're watching. You could do it in one of the fight scenes where it's all in slow motion. Exactly. So do you start running like really fast and you're there? Um <laughs> <laughs> one 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 person I saw online said uh they shouldn't call this the Snyder cut, they should call it the Snyder ad. Wow, he doesn't cut anything, he wow. just adds. <laughs> I mean mm. That's fair. He just, he just fair. added and added and added. And he sure added did. And added. He sure did. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so, so much. Um, All right. Because they explained so much. All right. Real quick, before yeah. um, before we get to, uh, like I said, the nitpicky stuff, um, Ezra Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, more believable as Barry Allen? Are you, did you embrace him more? Um, he still feels like Peter Parker to me. Yes. Um, it doesn't feel like Barry Allen. And to that end, Grant Gustin doesn't either. You know, I, so I, it's not a it's not a my flash is better than your flash. Like, right. I don't think either one of them uh, reminds me of Barry Allen. I think the Flashpoint um, movie mm-hmm. and um, uh, the animated feature uh, Final Frontier. That's mm-hmm. Barry Allen. Sure. Like, that's the Barry Allen that I know. And if anything, these guys are Wally. And I, you know, I've said that I said not. that about the Flash TV show when it came out. Yeah. It should have been Wally, and I think this should have been Wally too. I mean, the, Ezra Miller could have been Wally West, and there wouldn't have been any worse for wear. It, it doesn't he, take anything away from the story. Uh, it, the 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 dad stuff you you could right. have written in the West family. You know, right. you, you could have done something different. The, the, that wasn't essential, and he never feels like Barry Allen, but his storyline made a little bit more sense still doesn't understand why in the in the footage from batman v superman he has long hair i didn't understand that this thing why is he trying to get a job at a pet store i don't understand that well it's because he's he's a good guy and he's not using his powers to to like rob and steal and make money um (laughs) no no that but that's not my that's not my argument my argument is why isn't he interning somewhere in a police department? What he's well, he's not he's not there yet. Like he's trying to get the degree that will allow him to do that, right? Okay, so, so he's at the pet store. Yeah, yeah. Like he's so like the conversation that the that he has with his dad um, in the Snyder Cut, he kind of explains like I'm working all these side jobs to pay for my criminal justice degree, right? So at some point 
as he's working on this degree, the idea is that the door will open up where he is going to intern or work at the police department, but he's not there yet. He's got to do all these other jobs in order to pay for it. So that's that part. The, the BBS thing is in the future. Like, so when he comes back and warns right. him that Lois so when, when he's got the thing. long hair and all that jazz, that's in the future. And so we just haven't gotten to that, that time period where that's what he looks like yet. But we do get that little glimpse of him in that, you know, in that structure, in that suit um, at the very end of this movie. That line that I thought was Whedon when he says, what's your superpower? And he goes, I'm rich. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> was, and you're like, oh, oh, that was, that was Zach. Zach said that. Do you believe that Zack Snyder never saw Justice League, the Whedon version? Yes. Come yes. on. Yes. Come yes. on. He didn't see it once. There are some In things. Four man, years. He didn't that, see it. There's some things that might be. It's even though it's four years, it's too soon. It's too soon. Yeah, I guess I can. I can totally understand not watching it for. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. I was such a fan of Brandon Lee. I didn't watch The Crow till last year. OK, you know. I, it, it bothered me so much that crow, he died. But you didn't work on the which crow. is which is like I think like if I worked on the crow, I still wouldn't have watched it. Like I wouldn't have watched it now. Like it would have been too soon. I would have I would have been like, no, nah, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I don't know. I, okay. I mean, look, I, I, like I said, I have no axe to grind. I don't I don't dislike him. Right? I, I just it just doesn't seem plausible that something I mean, he worked on. I, look, I don't think 2017 he's thinking about it. Right. I don't think he's thinking about Justice League. And once he found out that people didn't like it, um, I would think he's t- torn away from it. You know, the only um, parallel, the only parallel, and I'm not equating it by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I couldn't watch a baseball game after my best friend was killed. Right. You know, uh, Daryl Hamilton, you know, is, is, is killed in 2015. And the 2015 season is a blur to me. Right. Um, so I understand that. But 2018, 2019, 2020, this, this, this social media outpouring is coming out where we released the Snyder cut. You're telling me he doesn't have one moment where he's saying, no, let's see what this, this, all this. No, no, I wouldn't. Not, not when, if you got, if you follow social media and you get enough context clues that it's not what you had intended, right? It's not what you wanted. I wouldn't watch it. That's like, that's like looking at your your abusive ex girlfriend's Instagram. Like, why are you looking? Who do you? Why do you care? It's not what you want. It's not you what know you. What intended. I do on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you can get us sorry. all in trouble for that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. I think he. I think he distanced himself wisely, and um, I think if he watches it now, that's fine. Where he's like, look, my my version is out. You know, yeah. and I think he's more inclined to to watch it now because. Not only is his version out, he's also said what he would have done after the fact, like what two and three could have been. So he's already put that out there. So now he can sit down and go, all right, well, let me see what Joss did. And maybe he can watch it with, with you know, a clarity of saying, well, yeah, okay, I see he changed that. I see why he changed that or, or anything of the sort. I think, honestly, there are a few things that Joss changed. And I'm not saying like he sat, you know, in a, you know, chair, like the Mobius chair, like Metron, um, that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he did that. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying he did that. But I think that there were a few shots, a few sequences that were a little too close to things that Joss had already done. And that's why he cut them. Like the the Steppen will fight with the Amazons. Mm-hmm. To a degree, it's it's almost exactly what Loki did, right? He's coming for this cosmic box, this cube thing. Um, the Amazons 
you know, lock in this, this facility and then they actually collapse it and try to kill him that way. That's exactly how Avengers opens up. Do you think Connie Nielsen uh, was some of that was added? Maybe a little. Like maybe, I, I think they did. I think they played up on it more, yeah. you know, and I love the flashback scene. You see Robin Wright. Oh, my God. That, that was, was fantastic. That was I don't know fantastic. if that was in the original. I don't, you know, I don't I think know. It had what... to be in the original. I think that had to be in the original. Oh my God, yeah. So but deep. I mean, like, okay, so this, this one little detail, I mean, you talk about nitpicky stuff. I adored the fact that when Steppenwolf appeared and the Amazons are fighting him and the parademons, there's a point where the Amazons rush him, where they physically go for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's surrounded by them. Yeah, yeah. That is such like a, a beautiful piece to show how very cinematic oh my god and they were warriors like if we're going down you are coming with us i don't it doesn't matter we you're gonna die too like that's the goal here and i really felt that in the in the snyder cut um to that end though uh dark side i i was unimpressed Um, a lot of people were i'll tell you what i'm unimpressed with number one um, he grunted a lot and he was more like a Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. He, he reminded me more of the Hulk. Dark side is Reek. Dark side is a ruler. Dark pause, side is pause, 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 pause. You got to pay attention to what they told you in the story. That iteration of, of dark side that we see, isn't that particularly like the one that we really see during the, the invasion of earth that failed. And dude was basically in the position of Steppenwolf. He was not in charge. And Steppenwolf says that, like, this before he ascended to the throne, whatever we think of Darkseid, that's not what that dude was yet. This was, like, diet Darkseid. Early iteration. Very early. Like, he's not he's not even in charge of Apocalypse yet. Yeah. Like, he's he's still a lackey. Like... I don't know. I, I, um, a lot of people online on Twitter are comparing him to Thanos. I don't... I, I wasn't I don't looking at perfect. it like that. What I was comparing him to Michael Ironside... Uh, I was comparing him to Andre Brower. I get that. Um, I get that. And I, I just was unimpressed. The Desaad stuff. He's talking to a rock, right? And unless you, again, unless you know who Desaad is, that's just a, that's just a, a you rock. have no idea who that is. Yeah. And you, and, and it makes no sense who he's talking to and what he's doing. Um, in that argument, mm-hmm. I would make him look more like at least make him look more like what you're expecting, or you, you. It shouldn't be that we're figuring out that's Desaad. And now, granted, it didn't take us too long to figure he, that he out. He calls him by name. Yeah, I guess he does. Yeah, yeah, he you calls him by three, name. You saw it three times. Well, um, I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, the, the whole, the whole I, but the whole idea to me is it's just like a glowing rock. And then it pays off in like the third hour or the fourth mm-hmm. hour, rather, when Desaad and Darkseid come and you see that Desaad was actually a person who resembles that you know, gobbledygook. I, I just I, and Steppenwolf. I thought it. I thought his voice was amazing, mm-hmm. but his he looked way too CGI. It, it, it wasn't. I don't know. I think Thanos. I'm, I'm going to compare it to Mar to to Marvel for a second. Mm-hmm. What Marvel did with Ruffalo and Thanos, mm-hmm. you know, made both the Hulk and Thanos people that were cgi right steppenwolf is literally just somebody's rendering yeah because he doesn't look like the actor 
He doesn't look like the actor. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, neither does, you know, Darkseid or, or Desaad. Right. And so you arbitrarily could make them look like anything you wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's what you chose? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And for Steppenwolf, like, again, from the comics, from the animated series, mm-hmm. I've seen Steppenwolf, and this guy just seemed like a big to do. Like you want the just, green hat? That's what you that's what you're looking for. I'm not looking for the green hat. I'm just looking for <laughs> I, I don't know. I just something a little bit more. I, I don't know. Make him a little bit more dignified, less monster. No, no, no. No, they definitely went more for the monstrous uh, tone of Steppenwolf. But I think part of that is the, the notion hat. of of Steppenwolf as a name sounds scarier than almost any other person that you could could put out there um, from that ilk. I mean. Calabac kind of sounds scary, but Calabac physically looks better. But I think in the terms of the story, again, this is me putting together pieces and parts of what they said. I right. think uh, Steppenwolf killed Calabac, and that's why Steppenwolf is in trouble with Darkseid. Um, there's so many different things that I think like they set up and didn't tell you because it's all backstory. And it's not necessarily the thing that you have to know right now, but just know that there is something behind this statement behind these things but i liked what steppenwolf looked like in this one with the armor and the way that the armor moved uh because it it was something so very different like it's just not expected um but i mean again that could be something that you know joss thought was a little too close to the destroyer armor which he definitely had a hand in in uh communicating what to do on uh some thor stuff so maybe you know maybe maybe he thought it was too close maybe Maybe I, I I get it I I I, I get it, um, the music. Mm-hmm. What was with this? It's <laughs> gonna sound so stupid. Okay. <laughs> when I wrote it, I I I, I when I when I see these movies, I'm thinking about how am I gonna present this in this podcast? Right. And I, I there's no other way to do it. What was with all the singing? I mean. What that's a, that's, a, that's the exact thing. And it's slow and it's always slow and it's it's scary and and dark. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, what? I think, I, I think he was he was very inspired by Logan. Logan does that a lot, right? It does it better due to the songs that they chose. You know, no, um, but it wasn't the songs. It was it was like this this orchestral yeah yeah it's all it's all and it's all over the place super epic sort of like lord of the rings type stuff starts singing and they go in slow motion yeah yeah it's very picturesque but again it's it's four hours and i'm thinking to myself it doesn't need it can 20 minutes of that could be easily gotten and it doesn't take your story away i I just what would you cut i noticed it first in the um in the museum Okay. When they're in the museum and she comes out and they don't hit her theme right away. Right. But when she's peering over and then you hear some opera singer like, right. and I'm like, and I'm like, what, why, why are they singing? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear her theme and I'm like, all right, I'm in. And again, her performance, Gal Gadot's performance is so stinking Fantastic. brilliant, Fantastic. but, but still it's just, and the singing they brought back. They kept going back to it, kept going back to it. And I don't know what it is. It's not a song. Like if it was a song that you're going back to, right. that something that I could I can resonate with or a song that I know, maybe it doesn't even have to be something that I know or something I could look up. 
Right. There is no stinking way I'm going on iTunes no, to yeah, get no, that this soundtrack. Is, this no was, way. I mean, I'm definitely going to do it because I like listening to soundtracks. But, um, I mean, it's, I, as weird as it is, it still was better than the Everybody Knows song that the Weedenverse started off with. Because I never understood, yeah, like, I, why fair. did, like, that one was such a weird tone. Everything else might be too long. I I, I can see what you're saying. Like, the, the operatics were a little long. But that Everybody Knows song, I was like, I don't understand why we are singing this. Like, yeah. um, This is not it, but I think if you're, if you're listening to this and you're going to rewatch, the girl in the museum, the young, the young girl, yeah. looks just like Lana Lang's daughter in the Superman and Lois show. Mm, mm, to the point does. of when, if you, if you filmed it, I was trying to age them out to see right. if it was the same, it the person. same person. It's not. Okay. It totally looks like her. And I they was just look like, similar. when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that's Lana Lang's daughter. And that would have been awesome. That would have been a great connect. Okay. Um, uh, the Aquaman continuity, I asked you, Robin Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, were you disappointed that either, um, that there wasn't more of a Green Lantern presence? Mm-mm. No, you mm-hmm. thought, and you liked the fact, I loved when Steppenwolf re- references no Amazons, no Lanterns, yes. uh, no Kryptonian. And I like yes. that. He, like he references that the, the Green Lanterns are, are, are big. Um, we had just seen Ryan Reynolds watch Green Lantern and live tweet right? it, which was <laughs> so funny. The two funniest things on Twitter this month are Ryan Reynolds watching Green Lantern and Leslie Jones watching Justice League. That has been fantastic. Oh my Absolutely God, fantastic. so funny. Yeah, it's, it's hysterical. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Uh, the reference to Kilowog, um, you know, at the end, I thought was great because um, it does kind of a, it does establish that there would be other Green Lanterns. Okay. Um, it's but, not the Green Lantern from our section. So our sector. So that means that there's something else to talk about. Um, the thing well, that, here's, I, that yeah. here's the question. Here's the question. Do you want the Green Lantern show that they're talking about or a Green Lantern movie? to take place in this Snyder verse. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Okay. Show why the lanterns matter, right? Okay. Like cuz the in the flashback sequence you get the impression that a green lantern is is powerful. And and funny enough my son had a huge problem with it. And what was really funny was his understanding of green lantern is very modern, right? So he's like there's like four green lanterns from earth. Why didn't why weren't more green lanterns, you know, there in the fight? And I'm like, well, you have to remember, like, the way this is set up is is old Green Lantern structure. So there's only 3,600 lanterns. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, but each lantern covers a sector of space, not like a planet, but an entire sector. So wherever that, you know, this particular lantern comes from, he's in his sector. The other lanterns, they have to do what they're doing. Like, that, they're in something else. And uh, he was like, so wait, there's not more than one per sector? I'm like, no, that's new. Like, that's that's our current time stuff. Like, back in the day, no, they only had one per sector. There wasn't that many. Um, I did see, um, we did talk about how there's a moment after the lantern dies where the ring almost pauses, like it's going to go to dark side. And if uh, uh, Artemis didn't shoot him with an arrow, he would have grabbed it. And I'm like, that's a scary thought. And he's like, how would that even happen? I was like, what if... You know, Darkseid is a character that is so powerful that he can overrule. He can overrule the the, the Guardians. Yeah, like he can can challenge that. Like that's, and like I said, like when we're talking Darkseid in, um, you know, certain capacities, like he's not necessarily the most powerful person 
yet. Like that's not where he is. So, you know, when it, when it becomes time, there are things that he can do that other people just can't. And that's why he becomes the dominant figure that he is. He can overpower a green lantern ring. Mm-hmm. Maybe then he gets the Omega beams. Like after that, like these are things that he's able to do um, that, that make that important. Uh, the little secret thing that I think actually for why he could almost overpower a green lantern ring is because he found the anti-life equation, like because he found it and it was there, which, which overpowers willpower, right. To make you a slave. That's why the green, the link, the ring slowed down. Okay. It, it, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but again, it's something that you're never going to see paid off. Yeah, no, like, no, no, not going to see it. it it's this not, is for us to chit chat about. Um, the callbacks to Russell Crowe and Kevin Costner. Loved. Loved. Those loved. were beautiful. Those were absolutely loved. beautiful. It was, um, it was great to hear them overlap. Love that the photo was in the water there. Man, that hurt my feelings, man. Like, y'all couldn't save his photo? Like, I would be so pissed you bring me back from the dead and you've ruined my favorite photo of my dad. Well, maybe that's why he fought them. Oh, it definitely would be why I fight you. Like, without <laughs> question. Like, no, what he should have been, been in the... Um, when he comes out with his shirt off, he should have been in the black costume there. And then when uh, he gets when he comes to gets into a Superman and says, says this is too dark and no that it doesn't okay puts red okay, underwear okay, in it and, okay. uh, and then all of a sudden you're you're like you're fanboying out here but that doesn't make sense where would they get that uniform from where would they get it from maybe he was buried in it yeah but where would they get it from to bury him in it I don't know who could well, get that wait a second she was on the spaceship within six hours of meeting him she right? knows all of that stuff no she wouldn't know that she wouldn't know that. Like that was like a secret compartment of uniforms for for stuff. Like she wouldn't necessarily know that, but like there would be nobody to actually get said uniform, put it on him, because it wouldn't come out for everybody else. It would only come out for him because it's yeah. recognizing his Kryptonian yeah, DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Right. that wouldn't quite work. Um, the the dialogue amongst them all, um, I thought Gal Gadot with everyone, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman with everyone. I stopped calling her that because I don't call Jason Momoa. Um, <laughs> Uh, Aquaman and the Flash to me yeah. was notable. Just their interactions. Yeah. Um, Jason Momoa felt a lot less. All right. 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 He seemed a little more Aquamany. Very. Um, and he had more uh, angst. That's to why him, it made me think that it was maybe after. I knew that Justice League happened first, but yeah. I thought maybe this continuity they they redid it. No, no, no. Because uh, it Orm seemed like he had charge. grown as a character. Well, I mean, he had more you know, presence, but like him referencing that Orm is still King means that it's got to be before Aquaman. Yeah, no, you're right. King after, so, right. yeah. You're right, you're right. No, no, I, I, I don't disagree that part. What I wondered was, was Zach's intention to make that, I don't, I don't know. Right. Um, I wrote here, um, when Superman flies, he's he flies, he's not yelling <laughs> and he's not a missile. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's not. He's not just rocking. In these notes, in these notes, I wrote good callback to Green Goblin. That's my Willem Dafoe line, which I asked you about. <laughs> Green Goblin. Um, the Wonder Woman performance makes me love Wonder Woman more, but hate Wonder Woman 1984 mm-hmm. more. Um, it, 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 it'll it officially Wonder Woman 1984 could become the the Iron Man three of the DCU. Wonder Woman 1984. I mean, based on this because movie, that character doesn't steal a plane and, and hold a guy hostage. No. Way. Well, I mean, think about what she says, right? Like in this movie, she says, I knew a guy once 
that could do X, Y, Z. Always right. referencing Steve. She never says I knew him twice. Right. Like 84 never happened. Right. Right. That was it. It never, ha it never happened. Well, it technically it never, never happened. happened. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. never happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, none of that. The, uh, the, the epilogue and the Deathstroke, Lex mm -hmm. Luthor, and Joker scenes, mm -hmm. pointless. And the movie was already three hours and 45 minutes. I mean, the the Luthor one, that was from the original, right? That was in the original. Like, we saw that. So um, I get that being in there. Like, not a problem. Like, that setting up that, you know, at some point, that the Injustice League Justice was going to be, yeah, something was going to be there. Um, the last one, I think, is important because up until that point, nothing references the BVS uh flash Features, flashpoint yeah. where where batman and superman are fighting right nothing nothing references that so i think that one had to be there because it does that it at least gives you some context to this thing in bbs was not a mistake it just hasn't happened yet but that's still a dream and that whole thing where the joker knows um, his secret and then all of a sudden bruce wakes up in the bed and that's when martian manhunter visits him Right, which is why I don't know if it's actually a dream or it's like a time ripple memories that are that are happening. Like he's catching he's catching things because of something that's changed. Like, you know, Barry says that, you know, when I run fast, time gets all weird. Well, when he did it, maybe the ripple effect of time getting weird is Batman getting this vision in BBS. And then Correct. whatever happens, he gets it again at the end of Justice League. I just thought it was um it was a chance to make some news. It was to get Jared Leto in this. Um, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't add anything. And at that point, the movie's over. And at that point you, you, you are over like it, the whole thing is over. And I don't think if you take that out, I don't think anybody's going, you know, he had that dream sequence back in BVS that you never paid off. Like there's tons of that. There's tons. Uh, no, nah, man. I, I think people still would have definitely been saying that. Yeah. Cause they've been saying it's, you know, with the Whedon one, they're like, how come that never paid off? So I think that's, yeah, that's definitely a, a Twitter thread that he saw, even if he didn't watch the movie, he's he like, okay, he let me make sure he, I put no, that they all, they all read that stuff. <laughs> um, uh, and then my final note, um, and then this is just mine, uh, the thanks to list, yeah. when he thanked all the people from DC mm -hmm. that made this stuff. Say what you want about this film. Zack Snyder loves DC Comics. Yes, he and does. He loves the people who made it, and he thanked Jim Lee, and he thanked uh, Roger Stern, and he mm -hmm. thanked uh, Dan Jurgens, and he thanked everybody, everybody, Gardner Fox, that was great. And, Gardner yeah. Fox. I, I mean, he had that list, and then he had a Justice League created by, mm -hmm. and he had a Fourth World created by, and he That's just right. says Fourth World, and. Yep. Only comic book fans know what that is. Of course. Because you never learn that stuff. No, no. You have to know. And again, it it that's just a P1. Yeah. That was just a yeah. that was just a that that is that's the rock star that will only play his music, even though he has top 40 hits that he won't play. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's exactly what that is. And <laughs> it's good when we still see that happening of someone who's a fan of uh genre and they say, like, hey. Let me let me encourage you to go from this experience to a comic shop and you got to go ask somebody, what is fourth world? What is that? I saw that at the what end of the justice. What League. is that? Why, what is wh that? Right. Why? Now you but, get to be educated in a fun way. But are people doing that? See, 
that that's my biggest thing is the casual fan yeah. saw this movie because it was hype, said, oh, my God, it's long. Thank God I watched it in four sittings and right? I'm done. And mm-hmm. they didn't stay for that part. They didn't they don't know who the green guy is and they're not going, gee, I wonder who the green guy is. One other thing on Martian Manhunter. Yeah. I want to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Visually. Yeah. He looks better in Supergirl. It's okay. CGI versus CGI. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think that the uh, character Martian mm-hmm. Manhunter looks better in Supergirl than he does in this. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, not that it's bad, but that's again. That's, no, no. I mean, because I wasn't feeling like the blinking light X's. Like I wasn't. I wasn't feeling that. Yeah. I, so yeah, it's not my favorite. It is what it is. Is there right. anything that you saw that I'm missing? That as a negative. It doesn't have to be. Oh. Again, not all of this is negative. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because like, if you're talking like super nitpicky, like I hated the fact that for the Wonder Woman sequence uh, at the beginning at the museum, um, the, the head bad guy, he gets out of that white van and he knocks on the door, right? Before the guys jump out with the guns. Uh, how come the guard reacts when the other guys have their guns as opposed to the dude that literally told them to come out of the car. Like you just watch that dude get out of the car and hit the, hit the side. (laughs) And then you're going to point guns at them and not him. Like, why would you like, what, what are you doing? I I thought thought, that was weird. I hadn't thought of that. Um, (laughs) What my biggest takeaway watching this is it makes me, it makes me wish man of steel and Batman vs Superman were better. It makes me wish that Man of Steel introduced a character that I can get behind because if I care about that guy, yeah, he comes back as a champion. And when he first jumps in and stops Steppenwolf from getting Cyborg, you know, as Cyborg's trying to right. do the thing and he steps in, you that's supposed to be your aha moment. And it's not because I'm like, oh, this guy again. Oh, and man. I just, I just that's think a, that's a, that's a personal taste. I don't know if I agree it is, it is a just, he's, he's a dick. And when he comes back, it's just like, he just stares at everybody. You know, who's more of a dick in this movie, Batman, in this whole series, Batman's way more of a dick, way more think about it like this. All right. So I was hoping that it was the Whedon cut that made it that, uh, Bruce didn't know that Martha's farm had been uh, foreclosed on, but it's it's clearly Zach's cut. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. Happened, yeah right? You're right. You're right. So, as as we know, the the story is supposed to be so. Martha loses her son. Bruce goes as far as to pay for his funeral, right? But doesn't make sure that Martha's taken care of, like <laughs> at all. So the point where she gets behind on her stuff, loses the farm, literally leaves it. Right, but like she know. leaves, and he doesn't have. Any and he idea. doesn't know. He has no idea. It's not well, until you could argue. Why is he start? Why does the movie start where he's immediately trying to find this team? That's a good question. What, good what, question. What's his motivation? Why is he doing this? What, well, what, what, it's after BVS where he talked to to Lex. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Lex told him that stuff was coming. You know, yeah. he and and technically, like it's hard to to you know see it the way it's cut. Lex told him stuff was coming before Superman's funeral, right? So Lex tells him, like, there's something that's coming, and you can't stop it. The bell's been rung. You can't unring it. Ding, 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 ding. So he knows something is is coming. So that's why he's looking for people that are going to fight. That's what it's for. How much fictional time passes from the end of Batman v Superman to to Justice League, to this Justice League? 
maybe like a couple weeks, couple months. Just, that's like it's it, not right? Long. Yeah, it's not long at all. Because um, it's to the point where like Lois is still, Lois still hasn't gone back to work. You know, she still yeah. hasn't shown up at the at the planet. Um, but is it going weird back that to the opening shot is Superman dying. Um, I I thought it was weird only like from that initial onset, but once they explain why, it makes sense to me. Like it totally makes sense to me. Um, but here's okay. So looking at the notes of what was supposed to happen, um, this is why Batman is a dick. So he let Superman's mom's house get foreclosed on. Instead of just buying the house, he flexes, buys the bank, which is actually going to give him more money, not really save more right. anything, right? right? But then as the story is supposed to go, him and Lois had hooked up and she's pregnant with his kid. And what did you not read this? Where, where, what? oh my god, what? oh my god, yes, yes, yes. So he's supposed to have fallen in love with Lois after Superman is dead, right? And they hooked up at some point. So when she pulls open that, that drawer and you see the pregnancy test, yeah, Lois is supposed to be pregnant with Batman's kid, with Batman's kid. Like, that's the question is whether or not it's Batman's kid. Now, it does end up being revealed that it is Clark's. It is Clark's kid. And they convinced that kid to be Batman later on. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a novelization. 100%. Because what's going to happen, like, what what happens is, um, this is a quick summary. So for those does of you that- Does Snyderverse continue in comic book or novelization form? I think it will continue in novelization form, especially because he's actually said what's supposed to happen. So what is supposed to happen is Superman, um, Darkseid comes back to Earth, right? Superman says um, to Bruce, I'm going to fight Darkseid. You keep Lois safe. Something happens between Lois and Batman where they're arguing, presumably because of the relationship that they had that she's not told Superman about. And he's like, you need to tell him. In the weeks that she couldn't go back to work, she bangs Batman? I told you, Bruce Wayne's a dick, okay? This is what this is the bad yeah, but thing. But Amy Adams is a dick, too. She's suffering, okay? She's grieving. Oh, it takes many God. different forms. But he knew what he was doing. This was strategic, okay? And so because they're arguing, whenever Darkseid's forces come after Lois, he doesn't save her. Like, he hesitates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of jumping in front of whatever, he allows her to die. And that's what sets Superman off. And that's what makes Superman become the, the villainous thing that Bruce had always been afraid of. And it's all Bruce's fault. All of it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Bruce Wayne's hey, a penis. Do you so you think that this storyline continues and that there will be a, a clamoring for it? I think so. People I think people want, want to see it. Do people want more Ben Affleck Batman? I do. I don't mind Ben Affleck as Batman. I think he's a very smart I, I don't Batman. either. I, I think yeah. I think the actors, I, I, I'm telling you. All the actors were great. J.K. Yeah, Simmons is yeah. great. Jeremy Irons yeah. is great. Uh, they're all great. Uh, yep. If you notice, every criticism we have, it's Steppenwolf's look. Uh, I didn't like Steppenwolf's look. <laughs> Darkseid seems like a Hulk to me. I did, you know, <laughs> Darkseid is a Hulk. Like that's such a that's, that's what he seems like. Your mama joke. <laughs> you look like you look like the Hulk. <gasps> How dare you! He does. He looks like a That's big funny. gray Hulk. That's I, funny. I, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I, I don't know. Do you think um, when theaters come back that this gets a re-release? Yep. 
You yep. think it, it goes into theaters? Even yep. at four hours? I think, well, no, no, no. I don't think it's going to be the four-hour version. I think they're going to, in theaters, if they get the opportunity, they see a measure of how much, you know, outcry it has or, or you know, uh, potential sales, they will kill Bill it and they'll split it. Yeah. They'll have a certain spot where they'll cut it in half. Well, it's parts and one, it'll two, be, and three, four, five, six. Uh, I, I think it's it one through four, rather. One through four, because yeah, six yeah. is really big. Yeah. Um. Because I that's what I was doing. When I watched it, I watched them and I broke after each part. Right. You know, right. not necessarily broke. Like I tried to watch it Thursday night. Um, you know, life gets in the way, kids right. and, and, and whatnot. And I got through part three mm-hmm. on Thursday night. Then Friday morning, I watched only part four and then I had to get to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then part five, you know, and I, I saw it over two days. And I saw it, but it was, I kept breaking. And I thought the parts were great breaking points. Yeah. That, that was, that was, that was I, really good. I it's would funny be really that curious. you mentioned the, the bank real yeah. quick, because that's the big thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, my goodness. Why is Falcon broke? And where was Tony Stark? What's Pepper Potts doing not paying these guys? Right. Okay. Listen, it's a, it's all that's for another podcast, but it's all in there. It's all in there, man. These are the questions. These are the questions. But no, I mean, like, I think um, if Warner Brothers is smart and they recognize that there's, you know, a decent following for this thing, uh, you release the movie in two different parts, you know, it's part one, part two, you can release them at the same time. So like a theater would get, you know, a certain number of, of screenings of part one and a certain number of screenings of part two. So that way you run them same time, you figure what kind of no, sales I, I you hear everything that? you're saying. If yeah. you're right, I'd be surprised. Well, I mean, the reason why I say that they should do it guessing here. So it's it's absolute absolute guess. But I think the reason why they should do it is to give back to um, directors for this move that they're using with HBO Max of giving it 30 days, you know, on HBO Max concurrently with the theaters. I think this would be a great, you know, opportunity for them to do something like that with the Snyder Cut. And it's about infusing theaters with capital. Like even if, if Warner Brothers doesn't take like their normal cut, they want to do something for theaters. I think that would be brilliant because you're giving two movies for the price of one um, to the theater for rental. And then the theater gets to double up their, their potential income off of it by, you know, selling, you know, if it works one, and if it helps two. the theaters, that, that'd be great. There's no reason I need to see this movie again. Who, who knows? Uh, how can people find you online, sir? Uh, find me at Vantage In-House on all things social media. Definitely uh, grab some copies of The Samaritan, vantageinhouse.com. Uh, check out that store. Uh, we've also got You Create Comics. That's the letter U, isn't C-R-E. It, isn't Samaritan also on Amazon? I think so. Yeah. That's what I, I, don't, I don't know where this book is after 10 years. I just put it up all over the place. Um, <laughs> I'm like, just buy it. Find it somewhere. Um Make sure you look for my name, though, because there are other series called Samaritan, The Samaritan, uh, things like that. So uh, definitely look for me as well as The Samaritan series. It is not related to the Sly Stone movie that's coming out. Let me say that right now. It is not related to that. So <laughs> don't think that it is, please. Um, but uh, definitely check out You Create Comics. That's the letter. And I don't U- know how C-R-E, you come up with a title number- <laughs> that's just like another title. Call of Justice. <laughs> I mean, it happens, okay? You know, I actually had somebody ask me, like, how come you don't copyright the Samaritan? I was like, because it's a place. Like, it was a, it was a, it was a group of people, and you can't do that? And they're like, oh, oh. Well, I guess it does make sense. I'm like, yeah, you can't copyright Samaritan. Like, it's not possible. 
People like, ask me, why haven't I gotten a cease and desist from DC to call the show the Hall of Justice? And I said, there is artwork already that says the show formerly known as the Hall of Yeah, Justice. yeah, just in case. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm We're ready. ready. And I, <laughs> and I would have, and Zack Snyder's the reason I made that. Because yeah, I you were put a target. after Zach came on the podcast, I said, there's no way they let us keep this name. You going you gonna, you gonna to try to get him back on? <laughs> well, he's doing a lot of media. Sure, sure. I don't know. We'll try. We'll try. Who cares if he's doing a lot of media? Can I tell you? Can I tell you what we have coming up though on the podcast? Yeah, uh, next week, Crossbones himself, Frank Grillo, right here on the podcast. Yay! He's coming on. I will talk about. He he tells this great story. A little little preview. He tells this great story about how he signed like a seven picture deal, and then he was upset that they killed him in Civil War. Wow. And the Russo brothers call him up and say, we need you for one week for Endgame. But they couldn't tell him what it was. Right. And he's like, no, I'm busy. <laughs> he was mad that they killed him off. And they're like, no, 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 you have to come back. And, you know, they had to they had to convince him wow. to come back. Yeah, wow. he tells a great story. Um, then right after that, uh, Lex Luthor himself and not Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, um, Michael Rosenbaum in okay. on the podcast. Okay. Uh, very excited to do that. And then after that, we have the great Rob Paulson, Yakko Warner himself, animation yes. royalty, as we say. Absolutely. So we've got all of that. And we're, that, that's April, by the way. We're, nice. We're, nice. We're through April. Um, thank you again, as always, for, for being here. Um, very, very welcome. It's just, you know, Justice League Snyder Cut. It just, it's a thing. It's, it, it's just a thing. <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's going to be a thing for a while. We're going to, it's going to bring so. a lot of things into question. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, I highly recommend rewatch the last two episodes of Superman, the animated series that jumped on HBO max, like the same week. Sure did and watch legacy. Just the, those episodes are so good. Um, also Whole basis for a season of, of justice league unlimited. Also, Those two I, episodes. I've tweeted a couple of things. I'm just going to say, uh, Batwoman, what What the what? Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. What? You're doing what? Hey, hey, Beyonce said, don't ever think you're irreplaceable, okay? <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to learn story today. Line, that storyline makes literally no sense. You're going you're gonna to find out how replaceable you can be. It is. If you thought Legion, you needed to be stoned for Legion, this uh, one you're like you're, you're like what three times i have rewound batwoman because i'm like they did what they're yeah, just, they're saying yeah, what yeah. I don't i don't understand it at all that'll do it for this episode of the hall of justice thank you for listening thank you for subscribing crossbones next week frank grillo here on the hall of justice